Podcasting from Phoenix, Arizona, the home of year-round flip-flops, the nation's largest city park, and Cactus League spring training. This is The Saver and the Spender, a weekly podcast about budgeting and money habits from both perspectives. And now, here are your hosts, The Saver and financial coach, Kelsa Dickey, and her husband, The Spender, Michael Dickey. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of The Saver and the Spender podcast. This is part three of our four-part series on young adults and finances. Uh, we are podcasting live also on Facebook, which we try to do every time we podcast. Um, so we've been going through podcasts here like crazy the past week, going through this young adult series, which I think has been really great. Um, if you haven't listened to the previous ones, the first one, which is episode, I think I said 14, um, is with Dakota, and she just graduated from college. Uh, and she talks about um, her personal finances and where she's at and kind of what she's dealing with, what she's learned in the past, mistakes that she made. Um, so it's great to listen to if you have uh, a young adult or are a young adult in that situation um, where you've graduated high school and you're waiting for a job or you're waiting for grad school. Yesterday we talked to Allie, who is a senior in, in college. Um, she, ha- she said her s- financial stress levels are 9 out of 10. Um, and so we talked about uh, the same kind of stuff, uh, what what she's learned, what mistakes she's made, what she wished she knew. And she is right now next door uh, in our uh, the room next to me having her first financial coaching session. Um, so she is getting a plan made, She's uh, which she was really scared about because she's graduating from college in a year. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with a long-term plan. She basically budgets from week to week and uh, is more reactionary than proactive. So we're going to get her set up on a proactive plan. And then she's going to come back next week for uh, the finale of the series and talk about what she learned, what tips she has, uh, and uh, kind of how she feels now after having a financial coaching session and give give you all some uh, you know some tips on what she learned. But today, in part three, we have Alex McCall. Um he is uh, just graduated from high school, right? You're 18. Uh, and so why don't you um, introduce yourself, kind of, we said you're 18, but uh, what you're doing, where you're from, and what the plans are. A little bit about you, Alex. All right. Well, uh, my name is Alex McCall. I just graduated from Mountain View High School this year, and I'm 18, and I plan on going to Arizona State University this fall. I'm going to study construction management. I've lived here my entire, in Mesa my entire life. And this summer, I've just kind of been working and with my dad and around the house, saving up for college and that kind of stuff. So financially, that's my big issue right now, I guess, is okay. paying saving, for college. Saving yep. and paying mm-hmm. for college? Okay. Um, and is your job full-time right now? No. It, it's really just working with my dad. We've been uh, clean, redoing our garage and cleaning, organizing a lot of stuff around the house and um, working with my dad whenever he needs help like that. So it's not... Yeah. Gotcha. So it's it's around the house jobs. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, so we are. Let's full disclosure. You've had two coaching sessions with us already, right? Yes. Okay. So before you had those coaching sessions, and let's go back before that, and get in the mindset of before you knew anything about finances. Mm-hmm. What what was your uh, relationship with money before that? Let's talk about your financial situation. Really, my 
in terms of money, I wasn't that well off. I mean, I, I did uh, yard work to get money. I had like five different lawn accounts. Um, but when I turned, when I got my uh, first phone, I had to pay a phone bill. And then when I started driving, I had to pay for my car insurance. So that was different responsibilities I had to get. But I was so used to just getting money and spending it and not having to worry about that. So when I had those different responsibilities, it was um, really hard to adjust. And what yeah. I would kind of do is more just the week before I knew I had to pay, I'd look and see in my little box, I'd keep my money in and see how much money I had and be like, ugh, I'm not doing so hot. And then mm-hmm. I'd need to go work with my dad for a few days just to get that. And then I'd, once I had that, I'd be like, oh, I'm good. Now I can just spend whatever again. So I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel a little bit more reactionary about money. Yeah. Right? That's kind of scary. Like you said, it's you don't know. You have to find a way to make more money, right? Mm-hmm. So that's... That's good. Um, and bef- did you, so so mainly your, at that point in time, your income was uh, your, you had lawn business, mm-hmm. right? So that's awesome. Uh, when did you start doing that? How old, how old were you? Uh, once I started high school, like freshman, when I was like around 13, I think I started doing our yard. And then uh, shortly after that, I started doing a couple neighbor's yard. They were next to us. And then... Um, some more neighbors are a little bit down the street, and then once I could drive, I started doing one of our close friends who lived a little out of the neighborhood. So okay, mm-hmm. good. And when you got that money, what would you before you got your your cell phone and you had those responsibilities? What would you use your money for? Um, well, I mean, before I got my phone, I didn't really get that much money. I got I got my phone when I was basically around that time. Okay. Um, but in terms of using my money, I would just spend it on whatever kind of video games I want at the time or little toys or um, things like that. Then once we got, I got a little bit older, spending it on going out to eat to different places when my friends could drive, but mm-hmm. I couldn't necessarily, and driving with them and going out to eat or going to um, just kind of blowing my money on random fun stuff. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. and did you do any saving with that money or was it just kind of your blow money? Not a whole lot. Not okay. a whole lot of saving. Okay. But, Okay. Mm-hmm. And then once you started to get um, more responsibility, and you kind of talked about that you just kind of kept it in cash, mm-hmm. right? Did you um, – t- let's talk about your parents giving you those responsibilities. Did they say that you have these responsibilities now and, and you're in charge of your finances, or did they help you with any of those kind of costs? Yeah, I mean, when I had my um – My phone bill was the first one, so it wasn't that much money, really, and I was able to pay that. But then once I had my car insurance, that was significantly more for me to pay. Yeah. Um, So then I had to, I couldn't just come that the first of the month or whatever. I I couldn't just pull a little bit of money out and I'd be fine. I had to actually put aside some money every month or um, having to scramble at the end of the month to try and find a few extra dollars to buy some or to save up so. yeah did you ever mm-hmm. find that you were short any month oh yeah plenty okay. plenty of times but what's nice to sense it was i was just paying these payments to my parents it was ah. it wasn't it was good learning because it was i learned about paying bills on time and stuff like that and being prepared ahead of time mm-hmm. without the um downfalls of having my water turned off or right. you know having not being able to pay for my house or whatever else. So. That's so great. So you had the, you were learning responsibilities, mm-hmm. but you still had the, the buffer zone of yeah. the help with the parents. So if you fell short that month, did they, what, what happened? 
Well, did you get penalized by your parents? Did they? De- yeah, depending on what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was just like in the fall when I wasn't making as much money doing yards because everyone's scalping their yards, so I'm not mm-hmm. able to actually do yards. They'd be a mm-hmm. little bit more lenient, be like, "We understand." Mm-hmm. Well, but if it's I'm just spending my money, they're like, "Well, you're gonna have to come up with it somehow," and okay. whether that be doing extra yards and extra work and working with my dad or whatever else like that, and yeah, but I was I was able to come up with it somehow when I needed to. Gotcha. Good. That's, that's such a great learning experience. And it, uh, what are some other lessons that, um, or activities or um, things that your parents did with with your money? So so um, the your great example was just the, uh, you paying them, but you're responsible still. So mm-hmm. you have a little bit of a buffer. What are they, have you do anything else with your money? Yeah. Well, when I was around 12, we visited one of my parents' other financial kind of advisors. Her name was Caitlin, and um, she basically taught us. She gave us a piggy bank that was broken into four sections. It was giving, saving, spending, and investing. Mm. And it was like from that, based on like the little money we'd get from allowance and stuff like that, we were, my, me, my siblings and I were able to learn to kind of disperse our money that sort of way. Sure. So um, my parents have always, like, as far as I can remember, taught us about money whether I was realizing or not so yeah, much mm-hmm. that's awesome so what were there were what were the big lessons you learned from that piggy bank because that's a really good exercise for mm-hmm. for younger kids to do um what, what did you get out of it well for me it was seeing how di- dispersing my I mean like I was to, if we're being honest I was in investing it was kind of harder for me to invest like 50 cents or whatever right. because of it and um but really what I what I would pay the most attention to that is spending and saving mm-hmm. and especially putting some money aside for saving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, because I was younger and didn't have any responsibilities at that time and I right. needed some extra money, I would tip into that savings account a little bit. But um, that was kind of really introducing me to the idea of savings and spending and putting my money in different places. Right. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your money has to isn't just to, to spend and blow. You have mm-hmm. to have some little, tiny bit of responsibility to understand that there are other things for money that you have to, you know, for, to save for mm-hmm. um, emergencies or or whatever. But do you, so when you, did you use that money in the savings for anything or did you just kind of learn to how to partition your money? Well, when I was that young, I kind of just learned how to partition my money. But mm-hmm. then come times when it was like I wanted something, but I didn't quite have enough. Um, I'd more tap into that kind of savings because it it really wasn't that much money because I wasn't making a whole lot. Right. But um, when I got older, I kind of kept that idea and of savings, and I had a little bit of a savings account. Not it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot, but it was more saving up for kind of stuff I wanted or Mm. something like learning how to save for something I wanted is what I really used that for. Got it. Okay. Cool. But but still, I think that's a good exercise that. Um, for younger kids, and you, do you remember how old you were for at that time? I was around 11 or 12. 11 or 12, mm-hmm. okay. But that's a really good exercise. Even if you don't have a piggy bank, you can get some envelopes or uh, jars or something, and when it, when a child does get an allowance or some money of some kind, you say, you know what, here, you can partition it this way, and there are a lot of resources out there about percentages. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what, what they, like, how much you had to put in spending and saving and giving, and do you remember, like, yeah, a lot of it, it was like the 10, 10, 10, 70 kind of thing. Okay, yep. Um, and depending on where I was, I made it have 
more um, save twenty percent or di- adjusted the numbers and or taking away the investments kind of thing yep. and just you know but it mostly was around then okay Got it. around Ten, there then. You know. okay mm-hmm. perfect that's that's excellent um just a good way to start you know because that money is so inconsequential you know it's just you're, you're a little kid you don't mm-hmm. really need the money but at least you're learning to to partition it and prepare so that's great um when did you start to form your opinion of money do you remember yeah, that had to been when I started having responsibilities of my own because then I really learned the importance of saving. Right now, I'm a, I'm a feel like I'm a big saver, yeah. um, so that's really when once I had started responsibilities and I had to actually save up money, not just blow it all the time, is yeah. when I really started to get gain that opinion. Great, that's such a that's rare for. I think for people your age, you know, mm-hmm. do you do you find that your friends have uh, a similar opinion or are they more spenders or what do you how do you feel about your your friends and their financial situations well a lot of my friends have jobs so they they make good amount of money but for the most part they just spend mm. a lot of what they make i mean they do a lot of them do save um but then i've got a couple friends that just every dollar they get they they spend kind of thing and yeah. they work just so they can spend money i see Mm-hmm. And how do you those friends that are those kind of spenders and just spend to spend? Do you do do you feel that do you notice that they're stressed about money? Yeah, I mean, right now they they have different agreements with their parents and mm-hmm. what they pay for and whatever else like that. So they they more they pay for what they have to, but then the rest of it they just spend on whatever. So, um, but a lot of them are stressed about going to school kind of thing and figuring out how to pay for that yeah. and knowing that they'll have to work in school while, um, to pay for it. And yeah. So, yeah. Do you, do you think that those friends, or they, they like look back and like, man, I'm, I'm starting to worry about this stuff way too late. Mm-hmm. Well, I really don't, honestly, I don't think a lot of my friends have made that connection necessarily. Okay. I mean, I've got a lot of my friends are really good about saving, um, some of their money, um, and then just spending the rest. But yeah. for the most part, I feel like they aren't too, worried about their financial situations Mm -hmm. so much because it's not like if they miss a payment or whatever it matters a ton right you know right okay when do you think that just kind of thinking about your current situation and and since you're going to college uh, this coming year and your friends when do you think that um kids should start thinking about saving for college or thinking about how they're going to pay for college Really, I'm in high school, and my junior year is when I really started to do that, the middle to end of my junior year, because in my um, beginning of my senior year, that's when I was, everything was starting to get a little real, is when I was mm. applying for colleges and really starting to look at how much things cost. Yeah. And I had, when I started doing the budget plan with Kelsa, and I did that the end of my junior year in May, um, I had my savings and I was kind of saving, just stashing money away, but I didn't know for what. Mm. And turns out now a lot of the money that I saved up is going to be what I, I saved up quite a bit of money and I'm able to have that kind of saved for college. Great. That's awesome. What let's, so we kind of talked up to the point where you had your first coaching session with Kelsa. Mm -hmm. What are the big takeaways from that session that you learned that you think that uh, young adults would benefit from? Well, the biggest thing 
was what I do, what she taught me to do and what I still do right now is whenever I get money, I put it in a little jar in my room and then every two weeks I take out um, 40 or 50 or 60 or however much of that money and then I deposit the rest into my checking account and Mm. then from there, then I pay my bills, I um, uh, deposit into savings or giving or whatever else I do and then that 40, 50 dollars that I took out that money needs to last me for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and then I've I've done really really well with that because I see that and I have tangible money and I'm like, this is how much I have to spend. And if it's the first of the month and I just paid myself, I'm not I'm gonna be a little bit more careful about going out to eat and stuff like that. And during the school year, it's a lot easier because I'm not going out so much other than the weekends. But over the summer when we have breaks. It's a little bit harder because my friend's like, hey, let's go out to lunch like a few yeah. times a week. And some of those times you have to say no to that or look at how much money you have or see where they're going and just kind of more budget your options and look at is it do I really is it worth going out or that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with that that you're 40 to 50 to 60 dollars? Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that number? Well, that was based on how much I was making at the time. Okay. So I made like a certain amount of money every week from doing yards and then it would double for because I pay myself every two weeks so I'd look at that and then weeks where I'd make more money I'd take a little bit more out weeks and make less I'd have to take a little bit less out okay yeah. um but that was just kind of a base number that Kelsa and I had agreed to um, working with I see so you had a, a uh, like your minimum that you're going to take out and mm-hmm. if it was a little better week you could buffer that and do a little bit more and mm-hmm. if it was but you always at least at the minimum mm-hmm. you always had the minimum is that right yeah okay good um, any other big takeaways? I, I think that's that. Uh, sorry to backtrack, but that's such an important thing to do. Is that, um, and this works for everybody, whether you're a young adult making, you know, just mowing lawns and whatever, or you're a, a, an adult that has a job where you're making thousands and thousands of dollars. Is that you figure out what your what you need to for your your daily expenses, mm-hmm. right? Your eating out and fun money and groceries and that kind of stuff and you take that out in, out in cash. Mm-hmm. Any other tips that you got out from that, that first lesson, first session? Yeah, I, uh, another one was the big thing was saving. Um, what I would do is I'd have, I had a savings account and then at the time I opened up a checking account so I got a debit card. Um, but So every, every two weeks I'll deposit all my money into my checking account and and then take money from that into my savings account and different account and different bills and whatever else I had. But looking at that checking account, and I, I wouldn't touch my debit card. It was kind of like mm-hmm. I, I just tried to in, only use it in cases of emergencies mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but And then it was just every, like, just watching my money grow to the point where I started with, I just, I put in $300 because I was my birthday money and whatever else like that, and I just put that in there. So that was my base start, and I'm like, I never want to get below $300 kind of thing. And then by the end of the year, I ended up having um, around $1,500. So I had a, it had grown quite a bit because I was saving it up as opposed to just spending it. Just because I had more money to spend, I saved it as opposed to spending it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're we're blowing it, right? Right. That's awesome. Such a good lesson to learn and and that was when you were a junior, right? You started doing that? Is that uh, right? Yeah, end of my junior year. So this junior. would have been my senior year. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, that's great. Is there anything else that you wished you would have learned about money uh, when you were younger or before 
before that first session? I mean, I think everything that I've learned and had to, if I've learned having to experience, it's come at a really good time. Mm-hmm. You know, like learning to pay bills and being short sometimes. It, it's I've learned that when I've had my parents there as like a buffer. So it's like yeah. if I don't, it's okay because I can be late a couple days and to find that time to work and make up for it. Yeah. Um, and then my parents have been done such a great job at teaching me from a young age. And... Um, I think that's just been really awesome. I'm so blessed to yeah, have that. That's such a great, because we you don't really hear about that um, kind of stuff of when parents are taking an active role mm-hmm. in, in you learning. Um, so, I mean, that's, I'm so thankful for your parents, for you for doing that, because that's such a, an amazing gift that they've given you, rather than the opposite that we see more than, uh, you're almost an exception to the rule nowadays and how well your uh, your parents have done with you financially that, um, you know, we, we have uh, young adults that come in for sessions or that you hear about that um, their parents pay for everything mm-hmm. and they don't have to, and, and they come in and, and they say, um, you know, my, uh, we ask, how much is that coffee? And they say it was free. Well, free? Yeah, my, my, I just use my parents' Starbucks gift card mm-hmm. that is synced to my phone. And, and so it's these lessons that you have to learn now um, and it's the age-appropriate lessons they have to learn to get you set up to be a responsible, yeah. well-adjusted adult. Yeah, building on that, I'm even when I was younger, my parents, they um, when we would just go to the store or something like that, I see something like, oh, can I get this? They, they wouldn't, uh, for a lot of the time, they wouldn't buy stuff for me or any of my siblings, really. Mm-hmm. Aside from Christmas and our birthdays, we wouldn't really get just like our parents just buying us stuff like that, which I remember at the time being just so annoyed and frustrated because it's yeah. like, this thing costs only like a couple dollars and you have like thousands of dollars. It wouldn't even matter to you, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's the principle of the thing. And it's like, looking back, I'm so glad because it's, um, because then I'd, I'd learn even when I was younger to save up my chore money. If I wanted to go buy some Pokemon cards or, mm-hmm. um, some little thing, I'd, I'd learn to save up the little money I had to go and buy that. And then when I did, it meant a lot more to me. Yeah. You know, and then learning the value. And that's one of the biggest things that my parents have taught me is learning the value of the dollar. And it's growing up and the things I've wanted have been become more and more expensive. And then on top of having bills that I've had to pay and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's such a, I'm really grateful that I've, looking back, I'm really grateful that they were, do that and didn't just buy everything for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the value of, uh, yeah, the, the dollar is associated with, Hard work, hard work, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then for you, that's what you. I worked hard for that dollar. Um, I, I want to spend it wisely. Mm-hmm. But if you don't work hard for that dollar, you're just like, well, it's free money. I'm just going to spend it whatever because there's right. no. Um, you don't feel that pain of, of that money that you're, blowing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Um, did you get an allowance growing up? Yeah. Um, the, in terms of allowance, what we did is we had a uh, chore chart. And each chore was worth a different amount of money. Like mm-hmm. if we did the dishes, it was 50 cents. We get a little, and if we did the dishes, we put a little check mark next to our name kind of thing. And then at the end of the week, we'd add up all the check marks we had. So oh, it's the more we great. did, the more we got paid kind of thing. That's great. Um, but it, and looking at that and it's like, all of a sudden it's like when I wanted to go um, out to eat or something like that, or my parents were buying us food or whatever else like that, we wanted to go to McDonald's. It's like that turned from instead just being money that they had, free money that whatever that they had to that's three times of doing the laundry kind mm. of thing. And, and you wonder, like, is it really worth it to me? 
kind of thing. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. again that association of money with hard work, right? Exactly. So as far as that, so if if people, so I'm thinking about our listeners, if they want to implement that chore chart, mm-hmm. okay. Did, was it kind of a free-for-all between you and your siblings? Like, if I, I want to do dishes tonight because it's 50 cents, so I'm going to beat you to doing the dishes? Or did you have a certain responsibility that you were you and only you besides your siblings were in charge of? I, it really was more of a free-for-all. I okay. mean, there was, there was definitely, like, chores that I more so did and chores my brother did and my sister did. We all had the opportunity to make our beds and clean our rooms kind of thing. And then, But then there's, like, picking up the dog poop or doing the mm-hmm. dishes or watering the flowers that it's, like, only one person can do. Yeah. But typically how it went in my house is if with my siblings, it's, like, they didn't really necessarily wor- want to do anything unless they wanted something and, like, they were saving up for something. Yeah. Um, so we were... When we first started this, it was, like, we were fighting to do the chores kind of thing. But after a while, it was... Um, became less, more, we had assigned jobs kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I had to do the dog poop, my sister watered the flowers, my brother did the dishes or whatever else, or we'd kind of take turns. or And then we had, um, like, all the basic, like, daily chores. And we had what my mom called, like, boredom busters, where if, like, we were bored, like, going and vacuuming or... Um, washing a car, doing laundry, stuff like that. They were worth a little bit more money. Ah. Um, but, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you would say, Mom, I'm bored. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you well, go wash a car. Yeah. Make some money. Okay. That's exactly. That's so mm-hmm. great. such a great exercise. Um, that's great. Now, where are you in order of age between you and your siblings? Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. Okay. My brother is 15 and a half. My sister is like 13. So we're like three, two and a half years apart. Each. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, do you, do you feel that they're on the same path financially as you are? Relatively. I mean, um, my brother is just starting to get to a point where he is, he, I get, I took, he took over my kind of lawn business. So he's making Ah. more money. Both of them have their phone bills they have to pay. Um, my sister was more so, both of them actually were at a point, the same point I was, where it was like come the beginning of the month or whatever you don't have that phone bill money and you have to work and do some extra stuff to get that so they're learning Mm -hmm. the same things that I kind of learned myself and then my brother will start driving this October so he'll have the car insurance and stuff like that to pay too sure gotcha mm -hmm. good so they're they're following the same line basically basically Mm -hmm. good excellent oh what else are we going to talk about so you you just recently, your most recent coaching session mm-hmm. was how long ago? It was last May. Last May. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what what was the difference between your first session and your second session? What were the, anything new that you learned? Well, my first session was all about just establishing the, the groundwork and the basics and getting, we use Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. And so sp- uh, putting all my expenses and everything on that and learning how to use that for a year and then coming back we more looked at, because um, I'm going to be going to college, so paying for college and looking at how much everything costs and where I'm going to be getting this money from. Right. And working and when I'll need to work and how much I'll need to make this summer mm-hmm. and next summer and whenever else so that I don't have to work during the school year. Right. Mm. Smart. That's so great. So let's, so now you're just graduated, you're starting college in a couple months? When, when do you start? In about a month, month. yeah. On okay. August uh, 17th. August 17th, great. It's coming up. It it's is. less than a month. Holy it cow, yeah. that's scary. 
great. Um, when did you start? Well, first of all, do you ha- did you get any financial aid or did you get any scholarships? I did get some scholarships. I didn't get any financial aid, but um, I did get scholarships, and I, I have a college fund that was from different grandparents and like kind of donating into that my cousins and my siblings and I all have the same base amount, but then my mom, she took that money and invested it mm-hmm. so that it grew and nearly doubled to what we had before. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So do you remember, so you have your scholarships and then, so you're, you didn't, you're not doing any student loans. Mm-mm. Are you going to, so that's amazing. Yeah. Really? Very, yeah. Really trying my best to avoid student loans. Wow. And based on where I'm at right now, um, given that I don't get any more money from scholarships or anything else like that, when I met with Kelsa, we estimated that I have enough money to get me through um, my first two years and then partially through my junior year. And then we looked at how much money I'll need betwe- to make between now and then or how much money I need in scholarships for my junior and my senior year wow. to get my college paid are for. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. You're that far out? That's amazing. What What are some some tips you have on, on, for people that, that might, so they, um, they don't want to do any student loans like Mm you, uh, they have some money coming in. What are, are you, so you're not going to work during the school year at all? No. No. Nice. Um, and then you're saved up for two years, you're ready for two years of school and then you have to kind of reevaluate or you know exactly what you're going to have to do after two years. I know what I'll have to do. I know I have, I'll have, a certain amount of money that I'll have to pay my junior year and my senior year, and whether that be in, in scholarships or working over the summers, mm-hmm. I know that I'll have to kind of work over the summer and make this much amount of money so that I'll be good for that next coming year kind of thing. But yeah. um, I know that I have, I know the amount of money that I need to, that I will need to pay my junior and senior year in order to, and, but where that money is coming from is something that I'll have to worry about. And revalue it for in the future. Great. That's awesome. But at least to have that base number mm-hmm. feels pretty good, right? It does. Yeah, it that's does. awesome. What, uh, how was the, the process for applying for the scholarships that you have? Tell me about that. Well, the one I got, I mean, beginning in my senior year is when I started applying for scholarships. And when I knew I wanted to go to ASU and stuff like that, um, and I got the basic ASU, like the presidential scholarship from ASU, and and then just finding, trying to find scholarships that I qualified for, mm. and that maybe were in my within my major or whatever else, um, was a, a a long process. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you do that on your own? Did you like search, or do you have like a guidance counselor at school or school that helped you with that, or how? How does that work? A lot of it was on my own. We have a, a career center at my school, and we had a, a lady in there who she would help us if, mm-hmm. if we put in the time to go in and meet with her. Mm-hmm. She would show us where to go and the best places to go to get these scholarships and and stuff like that. Okay, good. Um, excellent. Man, I'm, j- I'm just actually, I'm, I'm kind of lost words because you're so, like, I don't have to talk to you about student loans because <laughs> you're like the rare person that doesn't want to have student loans, and that's mm-hmm. so I'm so proud of you for that. That's awesome. Thank you. What? How do you deal with, especially over the summer, right? So are, are you, all your friends are still around for the summer. Mm-hmm. 
do you have a lot of temptations or distractions with your friends? They're like, oh, let's go do this. And how, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? Yeah, that is really hard because I know it's um, friends are wanting to go out to, eat, go out to eat a lot or going, wanting to go see concerts and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a matter of picking and choosing. You know, it's like I can go to lunch sometimes, but that means I can't go to this concert. It means I can't go to this. I mean, I went to a concert um, a few weeks ago that my friends wanted to go to. And it was I was looking and he was like, okay... A bunch of my friends are going, and it'd be a really fun experience, so I can afford that kind of thing. So that was something I decided to do. But it's a matter of looking, and it's like, is it is this really worth the cost? And I mean, I've got a girlfriend too, so mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna be able to take her on dates and do nice stuff for her too. Um, but I I've got an extra kind of fun. So what I do is, I have like the forty or fifty dollars that I spend each month, and at the end of the two weeks, I look and if I have either no money left or if I have maybe $10 left and I put it in another pot and then this kind of pot is kind of bonus money kind of thing Uh if I want to do these fun stuff or go on a date or that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So that's... And do you keep that in cash or do you put it in a savings account or what do you do with that kind of fun money? That's all cash. Cash, okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That's great. So, um, So you take out your cash, you have your extra blow money mm-hmm. if you have extra do you put it towards other stuff too or is your extra just pretty much your your fun money that's just my fun money because it's coming out of my already spending money so it's my mm. spending money that i didn't quite spend so gotcha. it's like maybe if i want to spend that in the future kind of thing so gotcha that's so smart um how if you have to tell do you if you have to tell your friends no i can't do that how does mm-hmm. that make you feel it, it's um, a lot of times it's kind of a bummer because it's like, man, that would have been really fun. I mean, if it's something where it's like just going out to lunch, I'll still go and just not get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just going for the experience kind of thing. Yeah. But um, going to different concerts or going tubing or going to Sunsplash or different stuff like that, going to a movie, it's it's kind of like, oh, that, that would have been fun. But it's, yeah, pick and choose. You know, I'd rather right. I'd rather go to this concert than go and see that movie. Yeah, you know, that's a it's a hard thing to say. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that. What what is their reaction to you when you say no? I can't. A lot of times they're just like, all right, well, next time. But um, there are times when like, come on, it's like, come on, it's it's not, it's really not that expensive. Come yeah. on, you can, you can do this, I and see. it's and it's a matter of just being self-disciplined and knowing how much money I have to spend yeah, and not trying not to touch my checking account that I have, even though I have the money for it, it's, I don't want to, that's kind of my, in case of emergency, I like to keep that kind of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they know that that's the situation or do you just say, no, I can't because it's budgeted? A lot of, a lot of my friends. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't have that much, or it's like, I don't have that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right now. And it's like, I only have this much money to get me through like the next couple of weeks. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I know you have like a bunch of money in your checking account, <laughs> and it's like just spend that. It's, gotcha. So mm-hmm. they're a completely different mindset than they are than mm-hmm. you. Um, have any of them like talked to you like, hey, can you help me get on the same plan as you? Or have they talked to you about the plan that you're on? Um, I've I have talked to a couple of my friends about that. None of which none of them have taken any interest or action kind of towards that. Yeah. But I haven't talked to some of my closer friends. Like, yeah, this is what I do, and this is how I save my money. I don't touch this account. I don't touch this money. This is the money I have for this amount of time or whatever else. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's good that you. I mean, at least they're seeing the they're seeing that you do it and mm-hmm. they might see that like even if it's an ear like man Alex paid for his college out of pocket and he was like you know, it was nothing to him mm-hmm. so maybe they can you know hopefully they can get on the same 
kind of track eventually, right? Yeah. Do you do you see them um, having trouble with their finances in the first couple years of school or out of high school? Not a lot of my friends. A lot of my okay. friends either are have their parents paying for school or going on missions. They're LDS, so they'd mm. be going on missions for a couple years. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have to pay for that, but that's just different money they've been saving up. But I've got, I do have one friend that just. He, he he just spends what he makes, and he has a girlfriend, too, and he spends on whatever he makes on him or her or whatever else. Yeah. He's, he's doing a lot of fun stuff kind of thing, and it's like, man, that looks like a lot of fun, but and it's like, come school, he's going to have to work and go to school mm-hmm. to pay for this stuff. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to do. To work. It is. Um, I, uh, I didn't have, with my major, my major was actually sports medicine and athletic mm-hmm. training, so I was able to work uh, for like the first semester and a half, or no, I'm sorry, year and a half, three semesters of my career to, to help with extra money for myself during the school year. But once I got into the program, we had, um, uh, it's basically three years of internship mm-hmm. where after our classes at noon, I was working with sports teams. And so I didn't have time for a job. And I, most of my friends didn't, some that were overachievers did, but I mean, you're college classes from eight to noon Mm -hmm. and then like after lunch you go with the sports team until five or six at night and then you have homework and other stuff so it was it's hard to to have a job during school for that Mm -hmm. reason so um yeah it was hard so i would have to work extra hard over the summer and and you just have to find a way to to make up that money right uh, and not have a lot of student loans so that's it's a it's an important lesson to learn and, and a hard thing for a lot of people um are there any mistakes that you've made with your money over time? Uh, not a whole lot since I've been doing my budget, my budget Good. thing. My, um, I've had a lot of successes and a lot of like learning opportunities and stuff like that. I mean, my mistakes have come before my budget, like we were saying about how not having enough to pay for my bills or, mm-hmm. um, spending more than I have kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good problem to have is not to make big mistakes, mm-hmm. but uh, the mistakes that you've made have been like, here's a learning lesson rather mm-hmm. than like a huge mistake, right? right? So, and your parents set you up for that. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's great to be able to be somewhat independent um, and, and be able to make mistakes, but have that buffer of parents helping you up, bailing you out. That's a bad word. That's a bad phrase to use, right? Yeah, but well, but being mm-hmm. there as a safety net, we'll call right. it, right? So um, rather than either the other extremes are, that either they cover everything for you, right, mm-hmm. and you learn nothing, or you make huge mistakes and you just get stuck mm-hmm. in those huge mistakes and you can't get out. So right. that's a great medium and a great lesson for people to learn for their kids. Or if you're a kid, they'll say, hey, let me set me up for to learn to, to fail because mm-hmm. you learn from failure, right? You don't right. learn from always doing the right stuff, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's a really good lesson. And I think that's hard for... Uh, a lot of kids is that they're not learning from failure. They're 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 getting set up to fail. Mm-hmm. Great. You doing okay? You need some more water or anything? I'm okay. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Well, if you get zero to ten, scale of zero to ten, zero is no stress. Ten is I'm overwhelmed with my financial stress. What's your stress level right now? It, it's pretty low. It, okay. It's it's got to be like around a two or three. Okay. I mean, I, when I'm before I met with Kelsa this. Um, May, I was really worried about paying for college. It's like I have this, I have so much things I pay for, but it's like after meeting with her, really breaking down how much I have to pay and how much I have and 
um, it was it was very reassuring and um, just took away a lot of my financial stress. Right. And also, when I my plan was to work a lot over the summer and really work, and then so but what ended up happening, and then so when we budgeted, we budgeted how much I would because my birthday was in May as well, so I had birthday and kind of graduation money that was coming, but we. Um, budgeted for a certain amount and then I ended up getting a lot more than that so it kind of took away a lot of stress of having to make a ton of money over the summer and then the money I made over the summer was more bonus nice yeah that's that's great it's a good position to have right Mm -hmm. that's awesome Uh, what so before that meeting with Kelso you said you were fairly stressed what was your number before that it it was around probably six or seven I I was pretty worried about um, college and how, how I was going to pay for that. But at the same time, I knew I had a college fund. I knew I had some saving money and stuff like that that could get me through yeah. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still unsure. Still yeah. pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, gotcha. And that, that's, that's so, that's so stressful is not, it was that, that unknown, that feeling of, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just sit down and kind of plan out, even spend an hour, if, you're, if your level drops from a f- six or seven to a two or a three, that's huge. It is. It's it was huge. huge. It was. It was, that's it was. I remember just walking out of that, walking out of that meeting and just being like a huge weight was taken oh, off my shoulders. That's so That's mm-hmm. awesome. What a good feeling. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else that you've learned? Um, other problems that you see your, your friends going through that you don't because you're so financially responsible? Well, I've got one thing, and it, it just kind of j- just goes with my saving kind mm-hmm. of thing is um, this is one of my biggest budgeting successes over oh, yeah. the years or over this year is um, and it's maybe a little weird but when I I, I got like um, my first speeding ticket oh. and I was looking at that and it was like I had like this $300 speeding ticket that I had to pay but it was like looking and it was like I had this kind of cushion that I had um, saved up or that I had just kind of stashed away that wasn't in my so I wasn't tapping in my savings account but at the same time when I paid that I wasn't anywhere lower. I wasn't, like, near an area where I was, like, stressing out or anything like that. So it was, like, I was able to pay that and just be mm. super, like, not even worried about having to pay. Like, I just pay it and then just get it over with kind of thing. And it was – that was such a great feeling not having yeah. the stress about um, paying that. I mean, um, I was a little worried about my insurance and whatever else like that. Right. I had other issues to worry about with that. But sure. in terms of just paying that – ticket amount, I, I know I had the money and it made it so much easier to walk away from that and pay without any real negative emotions. Yeah, you didn't have to put it on a credit card, you didn't have to pull mm-hmm. it from funds that you needed for something else. Right. That Where you pulled that from, did it have a did it have a name, that fund? Yeah, I mean, that was my checking account. That was okay. the money that I'm kind of stashing up that I just, that just been growing. I see. And then... Um, uh, what I've talked about with my parents is what that money is going to be is kind of my and Kelsey what we talked about is going to be my spending money for when I'm in college because when I'm in college I'm not going to have any income and um, but I'm still going to have my phone but I'm not going to be driving so I want to have my car insurance so much but mm-hmm. um, I'll still so then that's just um, kind of spending money and breaking that down doing the same kind of thing I'm doing now where I have $50 every two weeks or whatever whatever money I have depending on how much I more I save up, mm-hmm. but and looking at that, and that's going to be my kind of spending money for my first year of college. Gotcha, great. Mm-hmm. Would you consider 
getting a job in college? If you if you were like, what would it take for you to consider to get a job if, during if, school? If I had a lot of extra time, I would. But my my primary focus when I'm in school is going to be school and my education kind of thing and getting yeah. good grades and um, stuff like that. And um, but I mean, if I find myself with a bunch of extra free time or whatever. And that might be a good thing to get a job. But I don't want, I want to get a job. If I get a job, I want it because I want to, not because I have to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so smart. Yeah, you can go in and feel, get a feel for like the first semester. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I have a lot of time. I'm doing well with my grades. I should go get a job and make some extra money and have fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's smart. Rather than feeling like you you have to Mm-hmm. go in and get a job and worry about that too yeah and, and then at ASU there's hundreds of on campus jobs that you mm-hmm. can get that are very flexible according to your school hours and studying and whatever else like that yeah. so that's something that's I'm going to be living on campus so it's very easy to look at and um, maybe do yeah so, mm-hmm. what are some of the costs that uh, you had to consider um, to save up for, for for school so living in the dorms and what kind of what costs go into besides tuition? What are some costs that you have accounted for? Well, before this spring, I was kind of planning on living at home my first year, and then I met with a friend that goes to ASU, and I decided to live on campus. So that was an extra um, large sum of money that I had to now pay for and find. And so I've got my tuition in that, and but then there's also like different on-campus activities like football games and. Um, Still, I'll still, my girlfriend's still going there, so still going on dates and doing um, fun stuff around that. Yeah. And um, but then that's kind of my spending money that I've kind of set aside, and then I've got lots of different kind of fees and um, whatever else for school that it's like I didn't you didn't really know about until you start paying. That. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, there's so many, so many fees. Like, oh, by the way, you have to pay this and right. Mm-hmm. Do. So you, are you doing, is your, do, you, do they have different packages for room and board? Like mm-hmm. your, your, um, your room and board for your, for your dorm room is this much, but then you have this type of meal plan or this type of spending plan and that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, they, they have lots of different room, depending on what kind of room you can get, just like smaller room with lots of people or your own kind of room. Or I'm doing a, a quad where it's like two, two connected by a bathroom, which is kind of like a medium-ish cost one. And then I'm doing mm, a, the okay. different meal plans depending on, how many meals you get a week kind yeah. of thing and it's like unlimited or 14 meals a week or um eight or however many depending on what you can afford and right. um so it's looking at that and it's like and then it's learning to going to school and i'm talking with my parents and it's like okay well i'm doing the 14 meals a week kind of thing so it's like okay so i can do I can eat dinner every day, but then I got to decide if I wanted to eat breakfast or lunch. And then doing that, I can just buy like some bread and peanut butter and mm-hmm. um, some fruit and stuff like that. It's cheaper that can last for a little bit longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is almost. Do you remember how much it breaks down per meal with your meal plan? Did it? It's it's a couple hundred dollars. It, it was like twenty five hundred, wow. I believe, for, for my the meal, semester. For the semester. Mm-hmm. For two meals a day, basically. Is basically, that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're eating seven days a week. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's expensive. But. You get so many, you get a lot of food, right? It's yeah. is it still kind of cafeteria style where it, they... It's like a buffet, buffet. kind of thing. And yeah. I'm staying in like these brand new dorms that have like a brand new cafeteria and everything else like that. So um, yeah, but it's kind of an all you can eat. So then, but then that's something else I got to watch with right? how much I'm eating and where I'm, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Are, is, uh, the, is cable and internet included in your, in your dorm room um, or is that extra? I, internet, I know, is included. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about cable. I'm pretty sure 
it is included. Like, there's a way you can get that. But okay. Yeah. Do they? This is a weird question. I don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know the answer, but do they still have landline phones in dorm rooms? I I would imagine not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that until just now because we mm-hmm. each so it. I graduated from college in 2003, so that's how old I am. But um, each room had an actual phone with a cord on it. Um, and uh, you had to, uh, if you wanted to get, like you could dial, say my room was 316, you could dial 5 or 1, 3, 17 if you wanted to call the room next door mm-hmm. to get to people. Because we didn't have cell phones back then. So, uh, But I wonder if they still have uh, uh, in landline phones. So that's pretty funny. Uh, so you don't have to pay for that. <laughs> so that's good. Um, let's see. Yeah, and there's a lot of expenses that are, like, included in my tuition. You know, sure. Like gym memberships or... Oh, um, wow, really? Mm-hmm. So you go work out at the rec yeah. center or whatever right. they call it and work out. That's awesome. And you have to pay for your sporting events tickets. You have to pay for your football tickets. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm kind okay. of bracing that I will. Yeah, you will. And then it's, sure. it's better to expect that you are and then not have to then mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely and mm-hmm. then if you don't have to then you have the money for something else right, right? yeah perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. um awesome well i wish i had more questions to ask but uh i mean you're obviously the the exception to the rule for young adults so congratulations for that i'm proud of you for that you. but um because you do everything right um if you could one parting word. I mean, you kind of talked about your your big win, but what what is something that people your kids your age, young adults your age, I should say, uh, should do to be prepared for college, or for or if they're not going to college for the next step in their life? Really, I just got to say, plan ahead. You know, like I I remember thinking it was like when I was in high school, and it was just like uh, college is so far away, and then it was just senior year when I was applying for colleges, and it just it all just hit me and it's like so real and it's like I gotta pay for this stuff and it's and it's really like I mean not saying like when you're in eighth grade or freshman year or even sophomore year so much like thinking about that a ton but mm-hmm. um come junior year maybe sophomore year thinking about that and really just planning ahead and something even I do now is planning ahead and it's in the next two weeks am I gonna want to do this or am I gonna want to do something what's happening in the next like month or whatever else that I'm going to want to do or I'm going to need to do. Like if I have a friend's birthday or something that I'm going to want to make sure that I get them present or whatever else, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So planning, mm-hmm. how far out do you plan? Have you, I mean, you've obviously planned out two years at least, mm-hmm. but if bef- before you were really planning for college uh, and, and how far out do you budget yourself personally? Um, I mean, really that depends on what I'm spending. My college, I, I plan a lot long-term, but when it comes to just my two-week spending thing I'm just more playing that kind of week and okay um more just look ahead it, I mean you really just have to assess the situation and look at how far should I need to I don't really have like a set rule but I know if there's things coming up like I look ahead and if there's a concert coming up that I'm going to really want to go to I need to look and it's like okay do I have this money or do I need to start saving for that kind of a little yeah. bit or yeah um what do I need to start doing but it's um yeah, I think it's so important to plan ahead and save, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, how do you, how does your car insurance come? Is it every every month? Yeah. Okay. For me, it's every month, and okay. I have to pay um, a certain amount every month, and I, I have it staggered, so I pay my phone bill on the 15th, and then my car insurance on the 15th, or first and the 15th, so it's like every 
two weeks I pay that and um, so like uh, that's going to go away when I'm in college but that's something that over the past two years that I've had to pay and it's I haven't had any stresses with that because I've been budgeting and I know I know I have to kind of because when I when I pay that that comes out of I put all my money in my checking account I use my checking account money to pay for that but it's even still when I'm I'm putting money in and taking my spending money out and all my bills and stuff like that, and I'm still watching my account grow. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's great. And it seems like it's... Does it feel like it's almost on autopilot for the most part? Does that feel... It, I mean, yeah, because it's something I don't even worry about until the 15th or a little bit, the 14th, 15th. Like, all right, tomorrow I got to sit down, look, I'll deposit all my... I'll go to the bank, deposit that, and then I'll start paying that. And then mm-hmm. I... Um, kind of watch for in my bank account it's like okay that was taken out or i it, it said it was paid but hasn't been the check hasn't been cashed yet or mm. whatever else like that so I, I i i monitor that but it's it's something that it's before i started doing this budgeting thing it was come the first or 15th i'd really start stressing out and it's like yeah. oh crap i gotta see how much money i have and i start right. like laying down and counting my money and be like oh i'm short however much money and it's and it's now it's just like oh just something i gotta do and it's just do it and then don't even think twice about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like what you're kind of talking about is that you are, when you're reactionary about your finances, right? You're like, you, you don't have a plan. You're, you're so reactionary is that that date comes up because you didn't have a plan. You're like, well, now what am I going to, I have to actually react to this coming up rather than mm-hmm. being proactive and having a plan like you do that you be like, well, I can look into my budget two to three months or, you know, a month or two at least mm-hmm. and be like, well, I'm, I know I'm going to pay this on this date and this on this date and I have to have that uh, that money ready for that. Does that sound about right? Yeah, You're yeah. being more proactive. And then looking at my uh, college spending thing and it's like we look and it's like, okay, every month I'm still going to have to pay my phone bill, so I'll take that out. And then it's like taking out however much money for spending every two weeks and then going all the way to the end of the year and seeing it's like, okay, and I still have this much a couple hundred dollars left so i'm still even if i were to spend a little bit more there's something else a a little bit else i want to do i have a little bit of a buffer safety net Mm -hmm. kind of thing that's Mm -hmm. great awesome all right any big tips before i go i think i i think you you gave a ton of uh great tips and um just so if you're listening and you're a young adult just do what alex did (laughs) does right (laughs) but uh so um plan right plan Mm -hmm. out um get your income, take your cash out, kind of figure out what you need every month or every mm-hmm. two weeks, right? Is that you do weekly or two weeks? I forgot what you I said. I do every two weeks. Every two weeks, mm-hmm. good. So how much cash do you want to spend over the ne- over two weeks for uh, eating out and the kind of day-to-day finances, right? Mm-hmm. Take that out in cash every two weeks. Whenever you get your paycheck, take that out. But make sure before you do that, you have your expenses planned out first, right? Is mm-hmm. that how you do it? Right. Okay. Um and then whatever you have left, that's where you can either put towards savings, mm-hmm. and then whatever you have left after that, that's your extra money, mm-hmm. right? That's your blow money, that's your uh, extra college fund, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So that's right. kind of the process that we use, and it sounds like that's how you're pretty much laying it out. So that's great. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, if you have any more questions um, about young adults and finances, or for Alex or myself, or for Kelso, or for Sherry, please let us know. Um, but uh, I think that's going to be it for today. We had an awesome hour of talking with Alex here. Uh, next week, we're going to be podcasting again with Allie, who you heard yesterday or last episode, uh, after she had the same session that Alex had in May. Um, 
And so we're going to get her two cents on where she's at financially in a week, what she's feeling, talk about that, hopefully that weight that was lifted off of her shoulders that Alex was talking about too. So in the meantime, uh, we will talk to you later. You guys have a great week. Thanks, Alex, for joining us. Thanks for listening to The Saver and The Spender. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, www.fiscalfitnessaz.com, to your family, friends, and colleagues. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at IamFiscallyFit, and on Facebook at FiscalFitnessPHX. Join us next time for another edition of The Saver and The Spender.